Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Welcome to another edition of Life Behind Bars. I'm Noah Rothbaum, the Daily Beast Half Full Editor. Joining me, as always, is my colleague and co-host, David Weintrich. Howdy, Noah. How are you doing, Dave? Uh, I'm recovered, I think, by now. You and I were both down in New Orleans uh, not too long ago in July in uh, the the height of New Orleans summer, running around like crazy people, uh, talking to every human being that we know, <laughs> and uh, drinking way too many drinks. But uh, For Tales of the Cocktail, tales of the every, cocktail year. every year. But I, I have to say, maybe we're gluttons for punishment, but I'm already missing New Orleans. You know, it's it's one of those things is, is almost as soon as I lo- leave Louis Armstrong Airport. I mean, first of all, how great of a yeah. name is that for an airport, <laughs> I know, right? I know. But we leave Louis Armstrong Airport. I have a Mufaletta, you know, in my bag for my wife. Oh, uh, you're the, a smart the, man. The, the one, the, the vegetarian with cheese. Um version and if i don't have the mufflet i don't come home but you know i'm on you know as soon as i'm on the flight i'm already missing new orleans i have to say well i i, I have a kind of a funny mufflet story if i can just quickly sure please in. i was, I was for and it involves story. a bar in new orleans which fancy uh, that you know what a surprise uh I was at this bar, Harry's Corner, with my wife. It's a bar in the French Quarter, kind of divey, sure, uh, as as many of them are. And uh, as you like, we're that. talking to a to a, a bunch of people. And uh, Karen, my wife, is uh, talking to these two women. I go over to play the jukebox. One of these women w- worked at the Central Grocery, which is oh, yeah. the home of the Muffaletta. And she was she was one of the counter counter ladies there. Wow. Which is a job of uh, great responsibility, importance, and prestige in New Orleans. Absolutely. You know, if you're making the Muffalettas at Central and, Central Grocery. And Central Grocery is like the last bastion of like New Orleans, like kind yeah, of yeah, the, yeah. like Little Italy in the French Quarter. Yeah, and it, 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 it's like the place of, with the Muffaletta. If, if I close my eyes and I'm in there, I think I'm on, on Arthur Avenue yeah, in, yeah. In, in the Bronx. Yeah. Exactly. Literally the same, you know. Yeah, and it's across from the French market, too, exactly. which is just funny. I mean, it's it couldn't be more New Orleans, but it couldn't be more Italian-American. <laughs> it's a weird place. Anyway, so uh, I'm, I'm over there playing the jukebox, and I hear uh, Karen say loudly, I can't kiss you on the lips, Clara. That's my husband over there. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, uh, they, they have a, a, a sporty uh, take on life in, in New Orleans there. The little known fact is that the Mufaletta is an aphrodisiac. So, yeah, um, well, you know, um, also, anything can happen in a New Orleans bar. That is for sure. I've seen a lot. <laughs> and, I mean, that's always been the case. One of the ways I amuse myself in this in this veil of tears is collect history of New Orleans bars. And, and you have done yeoman's work <laughs> digging through literally centuries worth of history to write a concise 
amazing history of the old absinthe house, which is still going today. Well, in the first if corner. concise, you mean like approaching 20,000 words. Right. But, but <laughs> I think the, but, the first one starts, I think, literally New Orleans doesn't exist. It's a swamp. Yeah. Right. It's the French have just come. It's like there's literally nothing there. Okay. It's, I got a little carried there's away. Mud, there's typhoid. Yeah, yeah. There's mosquitoes. There's retaining walls that are being built. There are swamps. What four hundred years I, ago? I think you got to kind of begin in the dream time sure, with New course, Orleans, you course. know, because uh, it's such an unlikely place for a city. It shouldn't exist. It right? shouldn't exist. I mean, it should no. never have succeeded. No, it's 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 a piece of like slightly higher dirt in the swamp. It's dirt from which I learned from your story. Yeah, dirt from the Midwest that basically travels down the Mississippi and washes up. Yeah. And that's how New Orleans was formed. Right? And, you know, I mean, the dirt washed up and then they put a bar on it. Right. That literally, as soon as there was enough dirt to yeah. support you can a, put bar a bar top and a stool, yeah. it opened. It, it opened. I mean, the history of, of, of New Orleans bars goes way back. And there's so many famous ones oh, uh, going sure. back to the... Uh, this, the 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 uh, Hewlett's Exchange, which was the first fancy bar in the French Quarter, there was the Gem Saloon that ran for for a hundred years and uh, uh, was uh, was this amazing place on Royal Street. The Sazerac House, I mean, of course, I mean, you know, that gave us the Sazerac cocktail. That's there a whole was, other episode that we have. That's yeah, I mean, a history so complicated, literally. Oh my God, it, it deserves, and we actually did that yeah. episode. So and that'll break your brain. It breaks my it, brain. It's broken better brains than mine, <laughs> by far. But still, I mean, unbelievably yeah. important. I think there's a parking garage where it was. Yeah, yeah, but time. I mean, that was one of the, the the fancy drinking saloons in America. There was the Jewel of the South, now of resurrected. Uh, right. You know, or now there's a tribute part to it by Joseph Santini. Uh, that's an amazing bar. Uh, there were all these uh, jewel bars: the gem, the ruby. You know, I love it. it, it it's it's fantastic. There was uh, Henry Ramos's bar. I I mean, it's where the where you got the Ramos gin fizz from, where they served thousands and thousands of them in a week I love, during Mardi Gras. I still always have to have one when I'm in New Orleans. Yeah, so. I, I I somehow slipped up this time uh, and missed my opportunity, and I feel really bad about that. I you know, it's it's not a drink that I want often. It's kind of like pesto for me. Yeah. You know, I want it once yeah, yeah. a year. I want a really really good one and then i'm good well if i have a if i have one then i want another one soon right because then i remember how good they are right and, and i mean it's a really interesting drink because if it's made right it has about three or four inches of like an egg white yeah. foam but delicious yeah. it doesn't taste like egg white no it should not taste like eggs right no it's lightly gin. lightly aromatic with Fragrant with gin and orange flower water you know uh, right that's or rose yeah. water orange flower i guess yeah, yeah, orange flower yeah which really Makes a huge difference. Yeah. It's one of those you read the recipe, you're like, ah, eh, like, yeah, that sounds like a pain. I'm not going to put it in. You need to put it in because that's what really makes the drink. That's that's the final touch, and it, you know, it's what makes it so kind of aromatic and 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 delicate. And that's a real New Orleans. Yeah, and that, just... that was a an amazing bar. You know, uh, there there are so many fantastic bars in in New Orleans that are old bars that are still open. Yeah, Two Jacks is an old bar. Oh, yeah, and that uh, that bar goes back. Uh, to the 1850s, 1860s. Yeah, sort of the, the other end of the quarter, like near, yeah, down uh, not near, not far from Esplanade. On uh, you know, again, yeah, past and, the and, Central Grocery Market and past the Cafe du Monde and their famous beignets. And yeah, there there are also some really some amazing newer bars. There's like this this raft of bars from the 70s 
that are still great, like uh, Fritzl's Jazz oh, Bar, yeah. opened Uptown, by a right. German guy on, on kind of a right where Bourbon Street starts to get quiet. Right. You know, and then it's the last outpost. And it's uh, they play old-style jazz. It's one right. of the they're only two bars maybe left on Bourbon Street that still play jazz. Right. You know, the rest, it's Led Zeppelin covers or, <laughs> or, or Achy Breaky Heart right. played sure. live for your delectation. Right. Sure. Or guys playing like, you know, uh, Woodstock, the movie-style blues right. with lots of electric guitar. But uh, these guys, you know, you've got a piano and horns and... Yeah. Uh, and uh, just uh, playing the hell out of live jazz. And that place was started by a German guy who came to New Orleans in uh, the 60s and thought it was cool. And he said, yeah. I'm going to stay. And right. he liked jazz. And say so they still, it was the it was the bar that gave us Jägermeister. <laughs> because uh, Sidney Franks, the story goes, it's very hard to confirm this, but uh, the story goes, uh, and I've heard this, you know, many times uh, from various people, that uh, Sidney Frank, the famous importer, Wandered into Fritzl's one night, saw everybody who was drinking this stuff. I, I've always heard the story happening in Yorkville in New York, but like I could see it also happening down there. But Baton Rouge, though, like the advocate, yeah, like writes a very early article, yeah, about, yeah, it, it's about, very um, Jaeger that then Sydney reprints and sends to every newspaper. Oh, see, in that's America. interesting. So, like, and that that definitely, yeah, I, I just found an article from the 80s talking about how it first came to America in the mid-70s, and then it blew up in New Orleans. Interesting. So, uh, yeah. you know, it's hard to research this stuff because uh, people weren't paying that much attention no. at the time. Yeah. Uh, but but Fritzl's is still going strong. I was there the other night, and, you know, it was a, a blast, uh, you know, live jazz. There's the Aaron Rose, which oh, is, yeah. uh, and Molly's at the Market, both founded by this guy, Jim Monahan. And, and, and he and was a... Famous French Quarter character in Aaron, the seventies, eighties, nineties. Aaron Rose, home to the frozen Irish coffee, which I mean is delicious. Oh my god! On a yeah, very hot day, and you can get a float of, <laughs> get a float of any alcohol you want on top of it. And they also have uh, Miller High Life, which is my favorite. On uh, you know, very cold bottles. I wouldn't a, put that in my uh, no, in my but, frozen but, Irish. But you know, coffee. you have a frozen. You can't have too many frozen Irish coffees. I have to say. Like eating, Wait, like you a, can't. Uh, I mean, <laughs> maybe not. A, not a, no. I, 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 I've only ever managed one. I've got to say, it's I'm like eating. Kind I've of, seen people drink. Yeah, many. I mean, it's it's like eating kind of like a, a pint of ice cream that's yeah, melted plus it's booze. True. But I, I'm not saying that I couldn't do multiple in a day. I just think yeah. in a row you need a break. No, yeah, you, you need a break. And what's nice is now in the back is Killer Po Boys, which makes yeah. delicious Po Boys. They have a standalone shop too, but. I mean, it's kind of amazing. I mean, when you're drinking in New Orleans, you're drinking history. I mean, it's oh, yeah. Just... Yeah, all these places are, are old. Some are older than others. The old Absinthe House is the oldest cool. of them all. I mean, you told me that you wanted to write about the old Absinthe House, and I thought, why? Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, I've been there. I mean, I spent plenty of hours there. I, I never I never was very impressed by I mean, that it's, place. Well, it's, it's a corner of sort of bourbon almost a canal right yeah it's one block from canal sort of the beginning yeah, it's, of it's the, the beginning floor. of the tackiest part of bourbon street with just uh right crowds of uh, sort of not very happy looking people stumbling back and forth you know it has walls covered with business cards you know there are plastic cups of beer yep. you know i mean it's not it's a like, place where you get bud light and right. shots of uh Jameson and or Jim Fernand Beam or, or Jaeger there probably yeah probably Jaeger it's, it's not yeah. a distinguished bar when you walk in so yeah I mean when you were like okay I want yeah. to write about this I thought okay there's I mean yeah. that's interesting but what's fascinating about it is probably 11 years ago the first time that I went there 
I looked into the back room because I didn't know where right. I was going. And there are these amazing old absinthe fountains that don't work in the back room or they didn't at the yeah. time. And I thought, where the hell am Those I? Those had just you know? been returned there, right. it turns out. Right. I mean, the story of this place is just crazy because it, right. it was founded in uh, 1841, although then, as far as I could tell, although then, then they said 1836, <laughs> then 1826, right. then 1807, then 1752. And at a certain point, basically anybody who, who was famous and alive in about a 150-year period, supposedly drank there, right? Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. They've got a marble plaque with everyone's name outside. It's, it's like every yeah. inn and tavern and broken down, you know, um, stable in north, you know, in the northeast, you know, supposedly George Washington yeah. slept there, ate there, drank there, right? But literally everybody is supposedly... I mean, there's know, Doug MacArthur. There. There's, right. you I know... Mean, I mean, it's, it's everybody. But, I, I think even Howdy Doody's on there. But the most... I love, though, that the only person that you could confirm that was actually there was O. Henry. Yeah. Right. The short story writer, yeah. which is the most random thing. Well, he loved the Sazerac cocktail. It's, it's so funny. bizarre. He, he was he, that man liked to drink. Unbelievable. <laughs> yeah. Amazing short stories. If yeah. you ever read oh, yeah. them. Oh, yeah. I think about the one where the woman drops her you know, wedding ring into the hopper of like donut um uh -huh. dough, and yeah. they have to like have a contest where they're like selling donuts two for a nickel until they find the ring or something i mean it's he had so many stories yeah and the ones that you don't hear so much about were pure sporting life oh because yeah. he was uh, he was a sporty guy yeah. he also did time uh oh, so uh you know he was uh he was yeah. uh had um he lived he lived yeah he, he had quite a life lived. But he, he definitely loved the Absinthe House. It was the most famous bar in America in 1900. And was for decades. Yeah. Yeah. It was everybody had to go and have an Absinthe drip right. at the Absinthe House. Right. And they dripped the water out of their marble fountains. Right. And uh, it was an old neighborhood uh, bar run by Catalans, you know, by, by Spanish uh, for, for the neighborhood when it got discovered. And it was uh, suddenly it's like everybody has to go here. Right. You know, you have to go. You haven't lived if you haven't had an absinthe drip at the old absinthe house right. and a Sazerac at the Sazerac house right. and a Ramos fizz at Ramos's uh, imperial cabinet or stats. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. As as a side note, one of my favorite um, items from your story. Um, your your epic story is that when Henry Ramos during Prohibition, he and his brother right yeah. started paint company. Yeah, and what do they call the paint company? The the Gin Fizz J I N P H I Z Z Paint Company. If anybody has a can <laughs> from the Gin Fizz know, Paint Company, I know, right? I really want one. I, I want one. I mean, like, I wonder what the like, what were the colors like? You know what I mean? Or or were they yeah. really? 
were like the paint cans I kind of hope were filled with maybe alcohol? Like were they like you would you would wish, but I mean I don't But you know, he not. didn't have to go into the bootleg business because he he was a he was a very rich man. Right. When Prohibition came, he, he was the only guy who just shut his bar, he sold everything. And it sells for a lot. Like yeah. you know, I mean there was really, you know, very fine, you know, accoutrements. Oh yeah, and, and he auctioned everything off right. and, and he was done because he had made so much money in real estate. Interesting. Uh, he was an you know real estate investor, and uh, he was a very good businessman. Yeah. Uh, rather than my favorite story about him is he went through so many eggs because uh, his oh, Ramos yeah. Fizz needs an egg white. Right. He bought an egg farm uh, <laughs> north of uh, New Orleans, and it was one of the biggest egg farms in the right. country. <laughs> And then, and then, like, doesn't he start, like, an omelet restaurant or something? No, no. He, he had a free lunch at the Ramos. Oh, uh, yeah. That's at, the, at his bar. And he had egg yolk omelets because you need an egg white love for, the, for the drink. And then he says, what if we make the uh, Sherry Flip happen, a drink that needs oh. an egg yolk in it? And so, so he's Talk always... Talk about sustainability, right? Yeah. He's everything. always, you know... Or just ways to to, to grind to, up those shells and make the paint with yeah, that. Yeah, that's know, right. That's, that's right. Where the paint company. Came I from. mean, I, I think he was just finding ways to uh, to squeeze a dollar until oh, yeah. until it hollered. You know, absolutely. I mean, he was he economies was, of scale. Yeah, like, yeah. You know, yep. That's a vertical integration. Before Henry yep. Ford was doing it, he yeah, was he, doing it. He, he was his his whole operation was vertically integrated. Unbelievable. Where the farm <laughs> is making money off of the bars. Yeah, and then he was selling dried egg yolks to bakers. Is that true? Like That's in, in bulk, in like <laughs> in huge bulk, you know. And this is we're talking about like not like nineteen. 19- 70. We're talking no. about like 1900, 1900 yeah. Like 1890s, 1900s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he was unbelievable. Yeah, he was he was a very smart man. Unbelievable. <laughs> yeah, it's just crazy. New Orleans, uh, all kinds of strange stuff happens. Oh there. yeah. Pat O'Brien's bar. That's another classic that's still there. Still there. And uh that one was these two guys uh, they'd been bootleggers and they open a bar on St. Peter Street, which is one of the side streets. Just off of uh, Bourbon Street, right? Yeah. I always kind of forget exactly where it is, and then I stumble upon it at some point, and I'm like, wow, there it is. There it is, and it's huge now. Oh, yeah. But uh, when it it opened, it was just another little French Quarter bar, but they had a a front room and a back room, and there was a bar in each. I heard this woman, Mercedes, I can't remember her last name. She was working in the department store on uh, Canal Street, one of the... Oh, the yeah. big department stores well, demonstrating back. sheet music. And the way that job worked is you'd say, uh, what does this song sound like, miss? And she'd put it on her piano yeah. and play it for you. And you go, oh, that sounds good. And, and back in the day, Canal Street was like Fifth Avenue. Yeah, it was, it was a very fancy. Up, it, like, it's been very the, run down. But like the, the Ritz is an old department store. That might be the very the, one she yeah, was working those, in. You know? you know, and that was you yeah. with the old photos and People are really dolled up, and you know. Yeah, it was it was a very fancy shopping street, yeah. and uh, she she's doing this. Uh, she and her coworkers go out one night for a drink, and they go to Pat O'Brien's, which one of them knew. And there's the piano sitting there, and so they talk her into playing the piano, and she plays all night. Next day, she gets a call from Pat O'Brien <laughs> saying, "You know, can you uh, come and work right. here instead of working there, right. and we'll pay you a lot more." And so suddenly, she's like super famous, uh, and she gets another woman to uh, spell her. So they got two pianos in the back room, right. and uh, they're just playing every dirty song ever recorded, or ever <laughs> not recorded, ever or thought just, of. Yeah, yeah, not even recorded. Pat O'Brien's now is famous for its like neon it's red yeah. hurricane, which comes yeah. in the hurricane glass, which sort of looks like 
a hurricane, you know, a hurricane like a lamp. lamp. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. And I mean, now it's sort of a, they sell a mix and, you know, you can make yeah. it at home and it's a real. Uh, as far as I could tell, you know, they didn't actually invent the drink is the funny thing. Right. They, they say they did, but they might not even know. Because uh, it turns up around 1941 in a Ron Rico book, oh. a little booklet as the hurricane, right? right? And it says, use a special glass for this. Right. It doesn't tell you what kind of special right. glass. During World War II, as we've said on another episode of this, if you wanted to buy whiskey from a distributor, you had to buy lots of rum. Oh, yeah. Because whiskey was allocated and rum wasn't. And sought after. Yeah. yeah, and whiskey was highly sought after. So I suspect some rum salesman went to up. Pat O'Brien and said, you, you got to, you know, yeah. you got to take all this rum. What are we going to do with it? Right. Well, here's this one drink. Mother of invention. Yeah, and they come up with this. They take this hurricane punch right. and they make it their own. It was just right. a, a another recipe in a booklet, you yeah. know. And uh, yeah, I've got a copy of the booklet. It's dated 1941, before they said they yeah. invented it. Then it's suddenly very popular. And you know, people get to keep the glass. I think. Yeah. Now, now it, the, the price of the glass is built them. in. Right. Yeah. It's, I remember going probably 15 years ago. I had friends yeah. who had moved there, and I'd never been to New Orleans before. And they they lived uptown. They said, okay, mm. we're going to take you to the French Quarter, but only for one night. Yeah. We're not coming back. Like, <laughs> like don't, don't, you know, yeah, this yeah, is no, it. No, so this like, is what you get. Whatever you want to see, we're going to see tonight, and that's it. So I said, all right. I, I had no idea, really. I mean, I'd heard of the French Quarter, but yeah. I didn't know a lot about it, right? So we go to Pato's. I remember we, you know, we order hurricanes. They're very sweet. They're not not undrinkable. But, no, but, but they're very sweet. Very sweet, like the kind where you're going to feel it the next day, yeah. right? I yeah. mean, the alcohol, the the yeah. sugar, right? It's a diabetic shock. Oh, for sure. And I remember we there were three three women who looked maybe like sorority sisters sitting at a table. One of them had already like passed out, right? Sort of slumped over. That's about right. When you get the hurricane, it's full of. Um, you know, pebble dice and like, you know, you, you drink it. I don't know how much is in there, but it's really full of ice. Right. Yeah. So, you know, these three, I'm not sure how many hurricanes they'd had or how long they were sitting there. But at this point, and it wasn't very late. Two or three of the glasses had just turned to total ice water. So the two of the women sitting at the table decided to wake up their friend by pouring this like frigid water on her head. Oh, which oh. woke her up to their credit. Yeah. It did work. She totally had like no idea where she was. Oh my god! And then oh I god. think they ghosted. I don't. Yeah. I, you know, she was. You know, and, yeah, I, yeah. and I was like, New Orleans is one crazy town. Yeah. Well, this is a crazy town, things, and I kind of love it. You know, things happen in New we, Orleans. We, we left. We left happen. shortly after. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. I'd say the drinking has gotten a lot more advanced in New Orleans these days. Um, you know, you, you have both the yin and the yang. Yeah, you the, can go like, to Pat O'Brien. Absolutely, you can you, get that you same can, experience. You, you can go to uh, to uh, the old absinthe house. The, the, the old absinthe house, or you can go to uh, glass of beer to, to Harry's Corner and uh, yeah. play the jukebox and hope that your wife doesn't get picked up <laughs> from behind you by by the counter person at uh, Central Grocery. Uh, you, you, there, you, there could be worse things. There then. could you be worse things. I know. You, you could cut the line then, of course. Yeah, exactly. Grocery, I would always, sometimes the line is very long. Yeah, uh, it can be very long um, it's true but on the other hand you know your places like our friend neil bodenheimer and his spot cure you know yeah exactly uh, on, on ferret street which is sort of uptown and there's you know, cane and table Kanan, which, which is, is another bar yeah, which is uh, classic sort of rum bar proto they want to do a tiki bar yeah. but um jeff berry opened latitude 29 which is another fine new bar 
show Canaan tables kind of what they call like proto tiki. So yeah, it's more know. like Latin American. There's also Manolito. Oh yeah, sure. Uh, there there are a couple of old line bars of elegance and yeah. and uh, the bar at Brennan's I've always found oh, sure. to be delightful. Uh, there's uh, the Sazerac bar in the, the Roosevelt. In the Roosevelt hotel, is, is a very nice, elegant bar. Yui Long, I think, lived in that hotel for yeah. several years. There's a bullet. God, I would live in that hotel. It's a beautiful <laughs> hotel. There's a, I think, a bullet hole in the bar. I forgot who got. Who, uh, I forgot who was shot at or who was shot there, but it doesn't matter. Right? It doesn't matter I mean, really. And that, to me, is so much of New Orleans, right? It, yeah. Whether or not this happened, whether or not this drink was invented, and you know. Was the Vucre invented at the Monteleone? You know, who knows? Well, who that one probably. But who, <laughs> yeah. who am I to say? Yeah. Dave will say. I think that's what makes it such a wonderful town to drink in and to visit yeah. if you like cocktails. I mean, there, there's stories everywhere, you oh, know. And for sure. You go to a bar like the uh, the French 75 bar at yeah. Arnaud's, and oh, yeah. uh, you're sitting there drinking uh, French 75s surrounded by carved uh, wooden monkeys, yeah, you know, and it's uh, with, with fezes on. Right. And that's like, okay, that's decor. And then upstairs <laughs> is a museum. Have you ever gone upstairs? Yeah, yeah there's a Mardi Gras-type museum. This crazy Mardi Gras museum, which I didn't even know existed until I think about a year ago, yeah. of all of the um, dresses that all of the queens of the different parades have worn yeah. over the years. I mean, it's just... Layer upon layer of history. I mean, it's like peeling back layers of paint, and one is crazier than. And that. you know, the people there are also very aware of it, and also oh, yeah. very aware of marketing it. Yeah. So, well, so for sure, which is it means you're not you never know what kind of story you're going to get, you know. But right. it's always a good story. Uh, part Absolutely. number one, and to me, that's the, sort of the most fun part. Is oh yeah. it's like it's it's always exuberant, you know, and it's yeah. it's always just fascinating and cool and uh, pound for pound, uh, pro- it has to be the greatest drinking city in America. I, uh, oh, absolutely. I mean, I my one tip would be go early in the week. You know, yeah. Bourbon Street is literally wall to wall people. Yeah. from about Thursday to Saturday. Yeah, yeah. Night. Don't play with that. Zip yeah. your purses in yeah, yeah. bars. Put your wallet in your front mm. pocket. <laughs> don't, don't put your phone yeah, in your front and, pocket. And, you know, um, on those on those after weekend, two hurricanes, switch yeah. to beer. Yeah, probably is a good one. And avoid yeah. the hand grenades. Yeah, don't drink those at all. Yeah, that's just, just grain alcohol. Just keep and, away from the hand grenades. And artificial fruit juice. Cool cup. That. Cool cup. You know, usually like yeah. a green uh, giant plastic green cup. Yeah, but, but uh, mm, yeah, I would uh, I would stay away that. from there. Plenty of uh, oasises. There are of plenty cocktails. of delights. The Napoleon House we didn't even talk oh, yeah. about, where they really only have two drinks: uh, the the Sazerac, one of the best in the city, and the Pim's Cup. Oh yeah, because their owner didn't like the uh, the, the the customers getting too drunk. Right. And uh, what I like to do is I'll just have a strict alternation. Yeah. Sazerac, Which, Pim's Cup, and that and that bar just won the the, the new Timeless Award of Tales. That it you, did. You you uh, co-chaired that committee to pick those bars. Yeah, I was very glad to see it win. It was an award for bars that aren't craft cocktail bars, you know, I, the, I the, that are influential while not being uh, with the influential bars that don't have publicists. I was a little disappointed though, and I thought that um, 
the frozen daiquiri mango mango shop on the corner of Bourbon was robbed. Well, that's also I, historic. I yeah. hope I hope yeah. that is I hope that's on the, the short future, list for next you know, year. I yeah, know we'll get mango mango in there. I you know I just have to say <laughs> and some of the other drive through yeah. daiquiri stands. Um, yeah, those those are all you know. I think there should be a collective award. Like Dave for, Dave claims he's going to get the Napoleon House and all these fancy. I'm really places. at mango mango. You're at mango because I know because I'm sitting right next to you. Yeah. So, so you, you get a better class of people. Oh, totally. Really. And you get all these different frozen drinks. So it could yeah. be better. If you see us in New Orleans, don't be shy. Buy us a free uh, mango mango <laughs> uh, cocktail yeah. there. Or, 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 you know, a Sazerac. Yeah, probably. Probably probably that too. Sure, sure, Dave. Sazerac. Yeah, yeah. And, and he's winking now. But he really means a mango mango drink. So um, A mango mango Sazerac. <laughs> mango mango Sazerac. <laughs> <laughs> you know you want it. I can't wait to go back. Cheers. Cheers. Okay, I have two new obsessions that I need to share with you. Impress No Glue Press-On Mannies and Impress Press-On Falsies Lashes. Trust me, these are getting ready game changers. Both require no glue, so there is no damage to your natural nails and lashes, no mess, and no annoying dry times. Just one step and you're done. Boom. Instant glam. Visit impressbeauty.com slash presson and use code PRESSON25 at checkout for 25% off Impress Manicure and Press-On Falsies.